salon sleuth fans. And I've been texting with our new friends, Mike and Cindy. Oh, they're so sweet. See, they're really nice. And um, we were just chatting a little bit because when I left my thing, the girl that I do the vibrational thing, she's like, uh, you're, when she does the bowls, she's yeah. like, your third eye is like wide open. She goes, I think it's like right here, but you're looking over here, like in front of you, like way out. Like I'm passing your like, information. Like it's so close. I can't see it. And because I have such a mind where I'm trying to figure it all out that I'm missing the whole thing. And so then, um, Leslie, which I'm not surprised. So Michael says, um, remember logic shifts when you are changing dimensions. And I was like, uh, like logic isn't possible in the spirit world. Is that what you mean? And he said, some of the temporal logic applies, especially when you're dealing with an entity that has a physical life at one time. I just like going into space where there's a lot of variations there. We're not used to until they get their ability to operate a little or no gravity at all. And I just said, my brain just stopped. <laughs> I was going to say, what was that? Yeah, I'm like, okay, you know, they're very, he especially, I think has gone through a lot of school and he's very educated. And I think um, that one, I'm going to have to read a few times to like kind of sink in. I might actually have to have a conversation with them. Like, what does that mean exactly? But he, he is very, um, is the right word theological? Like, yeah, he gets, which is exciting, like for me, because if he is like technical, kind of like I am, but he still has this ability, there's still hope, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, so it's like, no it just one, takes training. No one but yourself doubts that you actually have the ability. It's just you that does. And I think, yeah. And that's what he said a little earlier. He's like, Cindy said, after watching you, you do have gifts, but it looks like you question and doubt your intuitions, but they seem to be quite good. Don't doubt or question them. <sighs> of course, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I've been, um, I sent them the link to we every, the whole episode that we did is on YouTube right now. Oh, cool. And um, there's a little intro, a little teaser on TikTok. And I think I might've put it on Instagram. I can't remember but I sent it to them and it's going to their TikTok now. So nice. and then I said, I'll make you another little one if you'd like. So yeah, well, they were just darling. And um, yeah, that was so funny. That whole getting kicked off and you and I are like, oh, it's a bad spirit trying to kick us off. And he's like, no, I just forgot to plug in my charge. Yeah. So I didn't cut any of that out. I thought that was funny. So that I was left that in the long version and um so this, then that will come out. They were asking where they could get it. And I said, well, it won't be out till Tuesday, but it is on YouTube. Since we only have like a couple of followers on YouTube, on YouTube, it, it's not like going to, um, you the know, yeah. yeah, the masses. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to change of topic before I go into my story, but, um, do you have any characteristics about yourself that you don't like that you wish you could change? Well, um, because I digest and overthink way too much, I think uh, it's good sometimes and it's really bad another time. So I wish that I wasn't so like, if, if I feel like I've been wronged, I really want to make it right. 
and I want everybody to know it. And I wish that wasn't such a passion. And I, but now that I recognize that I can work on that. Yeah. But before I didn't even recognize that was a thing. So I was constantly like battling that like internally with, um, like with friends or issues that I've had. So what do you think? What do you have? Well, so that's interesting that you say that because I think mine maybe shows up a little different. I think yours is with when you feel like you were wronged, like somebody has the wrong impression of you. For me, I call it right fighting. Because if I am have been saying that this is the way something is, or I think you should do this, and then they don't, they don't believe me, or um, they say I'm wrong or whatever, I like to prove that I am right. And it has literally been a problem my entire life. And it stems back, I think, to my childhood. I remember trying to prove my dad wrong. Um, And so I think it's just got a really long history with me. But I have known this, oh gosh, probably at least 20 years. I mean, I think when you are raising kids and you know, they do little things wrong, you really start to realize your characteristics that you don't like in yourself, you know, and it has cropped its ugly little head for me. Why? What happened? Okay. So obviously politically, the whole mask thing has become a political statement instead of just taking care of our society. Right. And I don't, I respect people's difference of opinion than mine. I get it. But at the very beginning, like probably in April, I had a colleague who I would have considered a friend um, coming out on on social media saying, you know, she wasn't going to wear a mask anymore. And these are the reasons why. And it just seemed out of character to her. And so I kind of reached out and I said, you know, I rethink this because I think, you know, if you put on the lens of, Hey, I'm doing it for everyone else. And I'm not doing it for myself necessarily, because I'm afraid I'm going to get it. It gives you a different lens. Like I am helping all of society. I'm helping the person that may be compromised at the grocery store or the person next to me at the bookstore that they may be compromised or they may live with somebody compromised. So I, I kind of, you know, reached out and said, you know, I, I, I would ask you to rethink this. You're a very kind person. Well, her boyfriend, got involved in the conversation. And he had posted this video of Dr. Fauci. And and see, here I am justifying how I'm right, by the way, again, Leslie. So I'm actually feeding my desire to be right. I shouldn't even tell you the story because I should just sit and live in my, I'm not going to be able to say I'm right about this. But here I am. Here I go. I've, I've gone down to the rabbit hole. That's okay. You can have your opinions, Melissa. It's fine. I know. I know. But I, I want to get over this whole yeah. feeling like I have to point out that I was right. I feel that way all the time. Really? With a lot of things. So, you know, and especially with my old friends. Yes. Yes. This is what happened. So, so anyways, he posted this video of Fauci basically saying you don't need to wear masks. And I said, well, clearly Fauci's talking about surgical masks. We have a shortage of surgical masks. Those, you don't need to wear a surgical mask. You just need to wear something over your face. And he goes, uh, no, it's not clear that he said that. And he disagreed with me. He's kind of a little bit of a jackass. So I unfriended her. <laughs> I was never friends with her, him, but I unfriended her. And I was like, you know what? Peace out. I'm out of here. Well, now Dr. Fauci has just come out in the last week and said, 
yeah, I was pressured to say that um, by the administration. And I knew we were having a shortage of medical masks, surgical masks. We needed those. I wasn't referring to the normal mask you would just, you know, have in fabric and put over your face. And I was like, yes, see, I was right, you know. And then I'm like, Melissa. Now you have to like friend request her, post that on her page, yeah. like, you know. But you are right. Like, and it, and, but the thing is we need to allow people to have their own opinions, even if it doesn't match ours. And you know, in your mind that you were right. Yes. And especially for your, your household and what you're doing, that was the right thing. And regardless, you're never going to find everybody who's going to agree with you, but I am just like you when the whole salon thing happened yes. and I refused to open because it was like against the orders we couldn't open. And then when I found out they opened one inside an empty apartment, which was completely wrong. And yeah. then they give me notice to evacuate and then give that girl who was breaking the law, the new salon. And I'm just like, I have to know that I did the right thing, that I was protecting those people. And, and that's it. That's good. You know, and if they want to work with somebody who's willing to break the law for them, go for it. I don't care. Yeah. You know, that took a lot. Like it feels icky when people, when you know that you're right. Yeah. Well, and even though, like, why isn't it okay for me to just like, my husband is really good about it. He just sits knowing he's right. He doesn't have to prove it. It Why probably all stems I, back from our foundation of what we were built on as children. I think you're right. I, I actually do think you're right. And I could tell I, you. I know that you were right in that decision and that you said the right thing, Melissa. That's well, good. I know, but I shouldn't need to be right. I'm working on that. I'm working on, especially like even with the kids, you know, as you, well as you know, you'll tell them something that they don't want to hear. You know, you're right. And they may or may not do it. And it takes everything in me. And sometimes I can't even control it. I still have to go say, yeah, yeah. What did mom tell you? You know, stop it, Melissa. You do not need to prove you. Okay. Are but with that said, you're also the type when you're wrong, you could admit it. And I bet that guy that you were fighting with couldn't do that. That is true. And I do do that. I am the yeah. first one to admit it. And even in design, you know, design, um, people get egos and there's a lot of it like, oh, that was my idea kind of a thing. I was talking to a client last week and I was saying, okay, well, um, we came up with this idea and I'm like, I don't even know why he just used the word we, because really it was the contractor. Like he's the one who came up with this idea. It was not we, it was him. And yeah. so later when we were meeting and I had just left her this rambling voicemail. So later when she came, she's like, oh, so I hear, you know, you're the, you're the mastermind behind this idea. And that Melissa tried to take, almost take credit for it. <laughs> and so he started laughing because I, I, I did stop myself. I'm like, no, 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 it was fully his idea. And I was like, yeah, I will give credit where credit is due. And I will say I was wrong. Like I believed yeah. wholeheartedly Bush when he said, we know there's uh, weapons of mass destruction. I believe that hook, line and sinker. I will be the first to admit that I got duped by that guy, but yeah. yeah. So you're right. And you're right. Some people can't say they're and just for the record, I told Michael years ago that I needed a big van for the family. Yes, you did. And then when he showed up with a van, he took all the credit as if that was his idea. What? And I'm like, do you remember? Like I wanted, but the only difference is I wanted a van that had like a plastic floor that I could open it up and just spray a yes. hose in it and like dump all the garbage out of it. Yes. And um, where it has carpet. So it is a little different than what we had imagined, but 
I'm like, that was my idea. It was your idea. And you didn't need it all tricked out either. You were just like, look, it just needs to be basic. Yeah. You told me that a long time ago. I needed like ago. a school bus. I needed something to take all these kids. And yep. when they were little, we had lots of friends and we didn't have COVID. So there was a need to have like this huge yeah. hand. And we still, we still use it. Like somebody at the club, one of the managers, he's like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Like that's just like over. I'm like, dude, you have no idea how much we use that thing. And that we, we use every inch of that thing. When we go on a road trip, each kid has their own row. Like yeah. that. Like, have you ever been on a road trip where they're like, they're touching me? Like, ah. like no, they, we don't have that. They have their own rows and we have room in the back for all our gear and, and room on top and a ladder now to get to it. And, you know, like yeah, they they clearly, they, that person clearly does not know your family yeah. because the road trips you take the up to the mountain, I mean, come on. And then when the kids are jealous or they're older, I can see Michael tricking it out like it's a sprinter van, camper van thing. Yeah, I think it will just be like the love shack later. Yeah. <laughs> when it's a rockin', don't come knocking. <laughs> Although I'm having a little like PS PTSD with my car. Oh, yeah. what had happened. Yeah, can you talk about that? Because <sighs> oh you my said God, it is so here. terrible. And I like, I've checked this pin because I got my car back. Okay, so let me go back. Yeah. A so week ago, Wednesday, I went to work. I pulled out of my driveway and my car felt like it still had the brake on. So I, um, when our trailer feels that way, we back it up and somehow it releases the trailer brakes or whatever. And I don't know, to me that would work in a car too. So I backed up and then I pulled forward and I got out. Cause I like, I actually thought maybe, is it like a, is it called a chuck where they put it behind the tires, like a boat yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. so I went to see like, maybe I'm dragging one of those or something. Like, I didn't know. Cause it really felt like it wasn't going to go. Yeah. So I got out, I looked around, none of the towers, tires are low or anything. And so I was like, okay, whatever. So I drive up the street and I'm like, I got to remember to tell Michael that was weird. So I take a right turn and it's, feels like my power steering went out. Like it's hard to steer and um, it's making this terrible grinding noise. And I'm, I'm thinking, okay, power steering went out because when Michael had his old Land Cruiser, it was really hard to drive when the power steering and it made this weird noise, not quite the same noise, but a weird noise. So I did a U-turn and I came down the hill. And by the time I'm like, I turn wide to go into my driveway because I have to squeeze in between my son's car and our boat. I turn in and it is making the worst noise ever, ever like metal. And then it's, um, and the steering was really hard. And when I was coming down the hill, it was totally pulling to the left. So I'm like, oh, power steering and alignment. Oh boy, you know. So I pull into the driveway and um, I get out <laughs> and I look around and I, you saw the picture. Yes. You okay. have so that. not only is my, tire fallen off but it is still like attached to the control arm so like imagine like Sideways. like your leg fell off at the hip like yes. you know like the whole thing it wasn't just your foot fell off it was connected to the leg so but the skin was still attached like it's still kind of attached it's not even laying fully it's like 45 degree angle no it is laying on the ground because I drug it from before my driveway into the driveway. So I drove into my driveway on three tires. So it was like a, a street sweeper because there is like a two and a half foot wide, three foot wide, I don't even know what it is, drag mark from my no. But when I came out and looked at it, I was like, holy moly, I don't even know. I wouldn't woke up Michael and I'm like, you're, 
I'm like, you need to come out. Like my tire fell, like my wheel fell off the whole thing. And I'm not going to mention the company because they completely took care of everything. And they gave us a rental car, took like almost a week. Um, but oh now like, I'm super paranoid. Like, okay. So what they said happened was there is like a, like a hip, it's like a ball in a joint. Yes. And so when your car is going up and down, it, it goes like this without the tire going like this. So it goes like this, right? Yeah. And so there's a pin that holds all that together. And so what they told me is that bolt backed up and most likely sheared off the cotter pin that holds that bolt in. And I'm like, okay, I only had, so I did like a three inch lift like two months ago. So when they put it all together, you're telling me in two months that bolt backed up and sheared off that pin in just two months? Like, am I going to have to worry in two more months that another bolt's going to back out and shear off and I'm going to lose a wheel again? So I have to tell you, I've probably looked under my car at least five times to make sure those pins are there on both sides. And I even told him like, I need you to replace all of them. Well, the passenger one I know hasn't because it's still dirty. So I know that's the same original one because they're thinking, oh, that crazy lady. What they should have said was we may not have put that cotter pin in and that's what caused the bolt to come out because now I'm worried about this cotter pin getting sheared off. Yes. Anyway. What would happen if you were going down the freeway when that happened? um, Well, I know the car stood upright. Like I didn't even know the wheel fell off, but if I was on the freeway and slammed on the brakes, it probably would have fall into that corner yeah lunged forward and then something would have happened like I don't even know it would have gotten out of control I mean it would have been hard to control I could totally have this like nosed in and spun around flipped who knows what happened I'm just saying like I was in the parking lot and a car next to me one of those little lowrider cars that doesn't have a muffler yeah they start they turned on the car and I totally freaked out like oh my god loud noise my car like even I wasn't driving but I have like um like and every time there's like a little weird creak or something I'm like oh god my car that's what I was gonna say to you I was like this car is relatively new yeah well we bought it used but it's an 18 okay okay so but, still not that old so you but you had it raised we did lift it because or, like, Michael has this really cool van and I was going to say, or should we be clear? You didn't have it lifted. No, I requested it. I said, you know, I need you to pit my ride a little bit. Oh. So we put the push bar on it, which made it more police-like. Well, it kind of already looks secret service anyway. Yeah. Anyway, it looks cool and it's better. It's fine now. I just, I have to check every once in a while for the pins. Yeah, that, you need to post that picture. That was crazy. I'll put that on with this one, but yeah, I was really stressed about that oh my gosh I would be worried about that too oh are you telling me a story today I am so hey how much do you use Amazon oh um most likely uh five times out of five days a week okay okay five out of seven so use it a lot yeah so do you buy things like I do, like you buy, like I couldn't decide, I bought this jacket and I was like, oh, I can't decide between the two colors. So I'm just going to get both colors. They'll come and then I'll decide between the two of them. Do you do that kind of stuff? Um, no, but I have, ever since you kind of told me what you're going to say is um, I did have something, we bought two on accident. It was two mirrors for our boat. So I 
Michael took off the old mirror that the boat came with. It was a brand new boat. So he took that mirror off and put it in one of the boxes. Well, guess what? I shipped that box back. So I had to contact Amazon. They were going to be like, it may take up to four to six weeks to get it back to you. Now with your story, I'm wondering if that will ever happen. You will never get it back. Yeah. Okay. So tell us. Well, so I do use Amazon a lot. Um, I didn't for a long time, but now I certainly through COVID, like it's my go-to. I rarely just run to the store and get something. And so I started thinking um, as actually it was a neighbor that started kind of telling me that, you know, Amazon will take their returns. Basically how they do it is if you are a seller of an object and someone on Amazon buys your product, let's just say a pair of tennis shoes and those tennis shoes get sold to the, the buyer, which may be you, let's just say, let's say I'm the buyer, you're the seller. So you're going to sell me through Amazon, these tennis shoes, they come to me and I go, you know, these aren't right. I don't like them. They're not the right size, whatever. I send them back to Amazon. When you sold them, you basically sold them to Amazon. When I send them back, I basically send them back to Amazon. They don't go back to you. So you have in essence solidified a sale and do not have to deal with the returns. Amazon, however, has to deal with the returns. Now their plug has been, hey, look, hassle-free returns. We take everything back for whatever reason, right? But I had a, a neighbor start telling me that, you know, they take, Amazon takes all these returns, they don't go back to the vendors and they don't all get put back on the shelf to be resold. A lot of it goes to third parties who then sells it. And, you know, I'd kind of seen this, especially like with Costco stuff. We had a store for a while over by Washington Square that seemed to have Kirkland Costco items and so I thought, you know, I'm going to research this. This is just not feeling right. And I found this YouTube video and um, they are from Canada. It's the Canadian, wait, let me get this right. Canadian Public Broadcast, CBC. They actually did a little private investigation. They bought several things, had two different people buy a couple different things and they put trackers into them and they opened the boxes. They were perfectly good. Like one was a pair of women's boots and they were like, oh my God, these are really pretty boots. And they put a tracker in them, send them back. A pair of oh, women's overalls. They were in perfect condition, put a tracker in them, put them back. Several, you know, went on through a variety of different items and then they tracked them. And what they found is that these things sometimes, like for example, the overalls zigzagged back and forth across 200 kilometers in the same area. So think of all the gas and the fossil fuels they're using to move these back and forth. And then it finally did go to a reseller. But then Canada, the story is from Canada. The story is from Canada and I'll get to why okay. it's a little different in the States. Okay. Um, other items went directly to a location and they went to the location and posed as buyers. And one location was a liquidation market place where they do take these things back and then they sell them to somebody else like in big crates and they um, liquidate them. Other items, 
for example, it was a backpack that they had ordered that was in perfect um, shape. It went directly to a recycling place that shredded it and put it in the landfill. Hmm. The liquidation place, they then posed as liquidation buyers that would buy from Amazon these pallets. And the people, of course, didn't know that they had secret cameras on and that they were not really lucrative or um, liquidation buyers. And the people that were working there said, it's like cockroaches. We can't keep up with the amount of stuff that we get from Amazon. And we are just trying to find buyers for it. And then they had, um, they contacted a buyer who was buying these crates or these pallets of stuff. And they actually opened one with him. And I would say about 50% of the stuff was junk. It was broken, it was demolished, whatever. And then 50% of it was stuff that he could resell. Um, but these liquidation places said, or these recycling places that liquidate the merchandise said they just can't keep up with the returns. And perfectly good items are shredded, they're recycled. Some items are resold. So the items that like um, they know there's a market for, especially like small appliances, like a face shaver or a kitchen appliance, you know, there's, there's a market for that kind of stuff. But um, the reason why in Canada this is important is because the U.S. and France, um, France actually has their own, they did their own undercover investigation. And now in, the, in France and the U.S., they have started a donation program. So in our two countries, they do donate a lot of things. Um, but it really makes me wonder if we know as much as we think we do. And this is what they say on their website, because literally if you write in Amazon returns into Google, like the first two pages are solid from Amazon. Like you can't find anything. Then like third page, you'll start to see Reddit strings and these other people that are saying, hey, I don't think all these returns are getting done what they're gonna do. Because they say, that each item is inspected and determined whether it can be sold. Well, first of all, I don't think that's right, at least in Canada, I don't think that's true because they sent a perfectly good backpack through a shredder and I doubt that it was damaged from the time the tracker was put in to the recycling center, I, I just don't buy it. It was a soft backpack. Um, if it meets their high quality standards and the item can be sold as new, it goes back on the shelf and online ready for customers to buy now. I don't maybe think in the beginning when, when Amazon wasn't as popular as it is, maybe that was a practice, but I think they, as much as they sell, there's no way. Have you ever, you've been in Tualatin, you live Tualatin. Yeah. When you see them come out in droves, all those trucks, yeah. like, there's no way that they're checking every single package. There's just no, I would have my mirror back by now if that was the case. Yeah, thank you, you would. Yeah. And I agree with you, Leslie, that um, I think at the beginning, like when they were doing books mostly, you know, you can, you can bring that back and put that on the shelf. Yeah. But when you talk about like, I mean, random shit, like underwear and um, things that maybe hygienically, you're not sure that, you know, this is kosher, did this person take it out? Like nobody's going to want to buy this, you know, random stuff. I do not believe it's going back on the shelf. You know how much people like the 
that who's the guy that started Amazon? Bezos. Okay. He's got a ton of money. Yeah. Like Like he's losing a ton of money if this is the case too, right? Because his company paid for those items, but they're not actually being resold. So he could be making almost twice as much as he is right now if they had another system, but there's just so much like, I mean, I know as a nonprofit, you know how many people bring me their stuff and I, most of it, let's just say half of it, maybe I keep or yeah. I have to either one, throw in the garbage two yeah. recycle it and, or take it to another facility because we can't use it um, yeah. for reasons or um, there's three things, garbage forward to something else. Um, what's the other one? I can't remember. Reuse, reuse for something else like rag then, or yeah okay well, no we do goodwill we'll forward it to another school out of our district because we don't allow them we don't let them wear shirts that have like last names or or like even a team oh. or even if it said um a certain camp because gotcha. we don't want somebody to wear it and be like oh you went to that camp and be like knowing that that child probably didn't we don't gotcha. want them to feel bad so then we would forward it to another school it could still be a really nice nike shirt so somebody else might wear that where they don't care right gotcha. And we let them to make that decision. So yes, yeah, so we will either garbage forward it to another school or to Goodwill, the items that we don't use, yeah. but we still keep probably half of it. Well, in Goodwill, I, I have heard that Goodwill, um, they're like- They probably have a lot of garbage. They have, I was gonna say, how do I phrase this? I think their bis- biggest expense at Goodwill is garbage. Yeah. Because well, and I think, but then they're, they're good because they put those things in those big dollar bins, mm-hmm. you know, so like last chance before it goes to garbage, you need to look through this bin and you can find probably some good things, but like people are like, oh, I, there was something wet in it. Oh. So here's this. Okay. So my son, you know, moved to North Portland and he is, we call him bougie now. He's all North Portland. He and his friends, his friends turned him onto this going to the bins. That's what they call oh. the Goodwill bins. And he loves them, but here's the deal. He says it's before these things go to Goodwill that they have to go to the bins, which is shocking. I don't know that that's true. I have not researched that. that I just just thought that was like the last chance. No, that's what I thought because they sell all the So this is what he says. Here's the deal. You have to get there earlier in the day when they're bringing the bins out. You have to wear gloves. Mm -hmm. And people stand around where they're going to bring a bin in and they like queue up to get that bin. And if the bin smells, you just move on and you go to a different bin because there's something nasty in there. Well, you know, I would get the lost and found from the club and then they would give it to me to put in the closet. And of course they give them like a month to retrieve their items. (laughs) Well, after a month of a sweaty, could be a Lululemon jacket, but it smells because it was in there with a pair of men's tennis shoes or wet I would I mean sometimes I had to wash things like a couple of times like um the stuff that I got from them were very nice things yeah Um, like odd sizes like did I send you those shoes those high heels Um, um they were in the men's locker room there were a pair of probably at least six inch heels and um but they were huge they were like a men's shoe size. Like 14, 15 or something. It had to have been like a drag queen or somebody who does it like on the side. Like, Are you sure it wasn't just my size, like a size 11? 
It could, I mean, unless your husband took him with him into the locker room, the men's locker room and accidentally left your shoes in there. Well, I don't have a size six or I don't have a six inch heel that he could, could take, but I'm just saying, are you just, um, shaming my giant feet? <laughs> well, that could be, <laughs> no, I'm just saying they these were giant feet. some man, I'm guessing it was like, um, his night gig or something, but I mean, I get some random things sometimes, but nice things, but some, a lot of it smells like you have to, but do they know um, where they found it. Like, did it have a note on there saying found in men's locker room? Um, no, they'll come and they'll laugh about certain things. When I get them, they're like, ha like they're waiting to see my reaction of like, what was in there. I mean, there's been a number of like size 15 shoes, like men. I'm like, how do you lose your your basketball shoes and then not remember that you left them at the club like and they're multiple pairs of these really like they're like this big bigger than my screen you know well here i am to tell you that i have a son and it's not surprising they yeah. lose things all the time and it, it is months it's been months when he was little i'd be like dude where's your coat i haven't seen it in like a month and he's like mom i don't know so retracing where he's been in a month and yeah. sweatshirts all the time because he would go out to recess with a sweatshirt or go to practice with a sweatshirt and then he'd get hot he'd take his sweatshirt off and lord knows or he'd be at the club and take his sweatshirt off I mean yeah. I think it was like fifth grade I started actually going and looking for all this stuff because yeah. I was like dude we are losing sweatshirts like crazy around here we went to the Nike store and um, Lucy had a brand new jacket, probably bought it on Sunday by Monday after school. It was gone. Yeah. And luckily, I mean, it was still a really nice jacket and I'm just hoping somebody who really needed a jacket found it. Um, but uh, at least it was half off because we bought it at the Nike store. But at the same time, I'm like, it was a nice jacket. Like now we got it. Maya, Maya had that too. It was like a cute little windbreaker and she wore it once it got taken out of her PE locker. And there was one girl who was in her class who had one then all of a sudden. And she's like, is that my jacket? And she's like, no, my parents bought this for me. And Maya's like, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I think I know. that, and you know, I like even um, Christy from the club, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, she left her purse in her gym bag, like in the locker room and she came in to get her nails done. And um, I'm like, do you need to go get it? Like, come on now. Like people steal stuff all the time out of those yeah. things. And she's like, no, if it happens, it just must be um, somebody needed it better, more than I did. And I was like, well, I know that you're super Christian and forgiving and all that, but go get your bag. <laughs> <laughs> you're freaking me out <laughs> totally like someone's gonna get that credit card and then it's just gonna be trouble right it's just more I work don't, i don't understand how she got from the dressing room to your salon and didn't think oh i need my i just left my thing it happens all the time like people will come back and be like do they have a water bottle in here because that's another thing i get a lot of is water bottles from the club i mean oh my you have no idea like and then all of a sudden I have no lids on mine at home I'm like where are all the lids like I know that we didn't give two lids to every bottle at the at the closet so where is this like I don't know I try to keep the lids on the bottle so when I wash them I put them back on and then put them in the drawer but sometimes if they're not completely dry okay or they don't fit like the other ones that annoys me but I got these special little yeah layout rubber things so they can lay and stack but so i yeah. throw everything in the dishwasher before it goes to the closet so that it's all sanitized 
but it's like a sock, like somehow yes. a lid is missing. And I'm like, I, it was here or like all of a sudden they don't fit right. I'm like, I must have the wrong lid with the right bottle. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I, sometimes I've had to recycle them because I have no idea where the lids went. It's okay. Speaking of the socks, do you keep your stray socks when you know that there is a match to this? I know I put it in the wash. Okay. So at one time I went through and I got rid of anything that didn't have a match, but then I was worried like the one closet that I didn't take out yet. So, um, I got rid of all of them that didn't have a match. And now I know they all have a match and the ones I can't find, I just keep back in the, I just throw it back in the dryer because I will take them out when there's a pair. Okay. <laughs> so currently there's like 10 socks in my dryer that I just keep them in there because I know the match will show up eventually. So I keep them. So we all do our own separate laundry. So, you know, if you put two socks in there, two socks should come out, right? Yes. And I had maybe six months ago, two socks go missing and I do my own laundry together. So I'm like, where could they be? Where could they be? I just yesterday was looking for one of my masks that I washed, which I still haven't found. And I go, I'm going through, you know, those drawers underneath your washer dryers, um, your front loaders, they have yep. those built-in drawers. I'm going through there. I find one of my socks. I go, oh gosh, I've been looking for those socks for like six months. So then I had the, the match. Well, now I can't find the damn other one because I think I finally got tired of it laying around and I threw it away. But I was like, oh, I knew it had to be here somewhere. And then yeah. I'll find like in legs of my pants and stuff. You like go to put your jeans on for the first time and you're like, oh, there's my sock. <laughs> That's maddening. Socks are really hard around our house. Like we have six kids. That's 12 feet, like 12 different socks and, um, I can't even show you, like we have a sock basket. Uh -huh. When you need to get your socks, you have to just go to the basket. Now, Michael has big feet, so I keep his socks separately because he takes a majority of the real estate in the <laughs> basket. So he has his own basket in his own room. But then you get Tristan and Ella who like his socks. So then they go steal his socks. Yes. It's just it's socks. That was a really sore subject. You shouldn't have brought that up. Yeah, it it's is. a hard thing here in our house. So, you know, um, just an FYI, a little parenting uh, thing is you might want to get those, at least the two older ones, but all of them can start doing their own laundry and then all their laundry stays together. No, it's true. So Deegan does his own laundry, but what Deegan does is he will wash one outfit, <laughs> you know, and that's it. Like he'll just watch what he's going to wear tomorrow. Like he still does that. And I'm just like, you can't just wash your own clothes. Like, but then well, you a few times a he, me, he has yeah. shrunk all my sweaters. Oh God. So, and unless I have a newborn baby again, yeah, I'm never going to be wearing my sweaters. Like um, so well, what we, what we did is, um, we gave them each a day of the week. So they all do their own laundry. So he can't keep just doing one thing at a time. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let Jacob do that, but they get so much laundry, then they have to do multiple loads. But Maya, both, both of my kids said, Oh my gosh, mom, you would not believe how many kids don't know how to do laundry when they go to college. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, actually, all of us know how to do laundry. We do that for dishes. Oh, okay every meal you have all these things. So we do assign kids for certain days of the week to do dishes, but then there's always a fight. Well, those were left over from Ella's day or this. And I'm like, I don't care. It just needs care. to be done right now. Like, and then there's two days that they each share. 
So if, like okay. one will unload while the other one loads or, and it also includes cleaning out the sink, wiping down the yeah. counters and cleaning yeah. out the kitchen table. Like, oh my God. I, yeah, you must have had, have had a lot of management calendars and systems to take care of all that stuff in your house. Well, thank you for thinking that. Yeah, you and your small baseball, uh, small <laughs> basketball team. I, maybe that's how my brain exploded and no longer works because <laughs> I tried to just keep it all in my head. And there were, I mean, I did okay, but I'm sure I have a, some things on my calendar that actually I had to write down for next week so I don't forget. But anyway. You still don't use a calendar? I have a little one in front of me. I have on my table now. Things are, you know, when I keep my book next to me at work, so if there was something important, I could jot it down in there because for some reason, it's not just you telling me, but it, writing it down helps it keep it in there a little longer. You but, don't put it in your phone calendar? No, because, well, sometimes then I'll set like a reminder, but um, a lot of times I don't, um, like I'll put it in, but I don't remember to go look at it. <laughs> oh my goodness, Leslie. I, I could not live without my phone calendar. Like, I cannot keep it all straight. I just can't. So it goes in my calendar. And if it isn't in my calendar on my phone, it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do keep a running like to-do list. Yeah. But I can't put appointments there because I don't, I'm not always at my desk. I'm not always checking that. So.